Feel it coming in the air Yeah And the screams from everywhere Yeah I'm addicted to the thrill I'm ready It's a dangerous Sorry. love affair Come on Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Sorry. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who gon' this town tonight Hey, welcome to the Cormel Sports Talk we are live today. It is a Tuesday, December 30th. Uh, I am in the studio alone. Demi Lachey, Frenchie, is not in here. He said he had something to do. But then I figured it out on my way into the studio after I got my Starbucks coffee. Demi has lost so many bets to me that they know on Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, is where he has to pay up. And now that the show, due to time changes from 10 to 11, on Voice America Sport, the number 888-346-9144. And now that we have time to go to lunch immediately after, because we tried it before when we were from 9 to 10, we went to the Sandbar in Scottsdale, I mean, not Scottsdale, but on Ray Road, and we had an hour. We actually waited an hour just to eat, just to eat two or three tacos. But generally not in the studio today. I, it all came together on my way into the studio as I was driving in. He knew he had to pay up. Now, he did pay up. He owed me about three bets. He paid up one, so do the math that I don't like. Two bets left. He didn't want to come in. He said he had something to do. Um, but I believed it when he said it. And now, not so much. Carmelite Sports Talk, we do have a lot to talk about. Going to get into some college football. More so of ASU. Because I, I didn't get to talk about ASU yesterday. Because we was on break. Coming off the... Uh, Holiday breaks, and then we do have one coming up, actually, New Year's. I don't know what you guys' New Year's resolution is, but try to hold to them. Same goes for me. But we will talk some ASU football. ASU actually played Duke uh, in that game, and we'll, we'll get to that. I do want to talk some uh, MVP awards. I wonder what happened to Roger Goodell. Was he ever punished on all the mishaps that he did during this NFL season? Definitely going to talk about the Cardinals. Definitely going to talk about this Neanderthal, uh, Dominic Sue. Banned one game uh, for stomping on Aaron Rodgers' leg. This guy's been in trouble so many times. How is he still on the football field? It never seeks to amaze me. The guys dream and have a passion to get to a certain level. And let me talk about passion for about 20 seconds, 20, 30 seconds. Whatever you're involved with, and whatever you're involved in, whatever you have got going on, if you don't have a passion to do it, why fake like you want to do it? Stop talking about it and go get it done. But more so than that, definitely more so than that, if you're not trying to be great at it, then why do it? There's a lot of things in 2014 that we, you know, you, we had some life lessons and you learned a lot of things in 2014. 2015, you can't do it. I don't care how crucial how hard how disappointing it is 2015 you can't do them if you're not trying to be great at it then why even do it and that's the passion i'm talking about and, and the god-given ability or the the ability that these have wherever these guys get it from now i know where they get it from but wherever you get your ability from whatever all that work you put in to get to this point dominic sue and then you I'm looking for the right word. I want to say, let me just say this. Then you piss it off. The Dominic Sue suspended one game for stepping on Aaron Rodgers' foot. 
How do you how do you come to that point that you was crazy? Well, he was already crazy, uh, allegedly crazy anyway, uh, when he was at these other schools. But how do you come out with that dominant ability? You don't have to do those type of things. You should all as a football player, you want to play against the best guys on the field, and that's not always the case. Because I mentioned that, and somebody remind me, I will mention that when it comes to the Arizona Cardinals. The, the best guy is not always on the field because we have a four-string quarterback playing in a game that has to go to Carolina. And I, I'm talking Arizona football, but right now, Dominic Sue suspended one game. If I'm Roger Goodell, and the question initially was, what happened to Roger Goodell with all his mishaps and, and the way he punished and, and dictated and, and commissioned the game itself, Due to no harm of the owners who Jim Israel, who had an issue and and waited to the about eight weeks, 10 weeks before it was even dealt with. And Israel actually put himself on a suspension. So what happened to Roger Goodell? How did Dominic Sue get one game suspension for what he intentionally did? What happened to football? I've never known a football player say, I'm going to end this guy's career. You could have ended his career just like his teammate did the center for the Detroit Lions, just like his teammate did a week prior. You intentionally just stepped on somebody's ankle, and everything can happen with that. Let's say you break his ankle, or let's say you fracture it, and in the healing process, he gets an infection. That infection keeps him off the field. You're taking somebody's livelihood away because you got dominated. It happens in football, although not to me, but it happens in football. Sometimes the other guy wins, but you get a chance to line up and play again. You get a chance to line up and do it again. And maybe because we're in the playoffs, that Dominic Sue was only suspended one game. I'm wondering if it's regular season that it's more than one game. But when you have a track record, when there's a track record of you doing illegitimate stuff on a football field, as talented as he is, and I believe he's talented, I believe he's dominant. I don't think he's the most dominant in this year's game because uh, we can point over to Houston Texan and J.J. Watt. But when Dominic Sue has had so many suspension, uh, it, leads you, it leads me to say it should be more than one game. I don't care if it's the playoffs or regular season. I wouldn't care if it was the Super Bowl. Now, I was actually, that's a great point. If it was the Super Bowl, would they have suspended this guy? If he did it in the NFC Championship game, would he be suspended for the Super Bowl? Obviously, fines are not doing it, and these fines are enormous. These, you're talking about $24 million to $2 billion in fines in 2014. Obviously, the fines are not enough because these guys – somehow, somewhere, money didn't become an issue to these guys. At all costs, win a football game, but not to the detriment of someone breaking a leg intentionally, someone stepping on someone's ankle. This has happened twice. Now I have to point to coaching, and this is why the conversation as far as coaching is coming up with Jim Harbaugh being gone and Detroit Lions just hired a coach talking about hiring Jim Harbaugh, but that's not the case because they got it all wrong. They mentioned John Harbaugh. Aaron Rodgers' ankle was stepped on intentionally by Dominic Sue and Roger Cadet, the commissioner of the NFL, who works for the owners, who makes about, I want to say $32 million, maybe 28 to $34 million a year, and I don't know what he does for that $34 million.
Now, I believe getting paid for your craft. And if you have something to offer to someone who needs it, get paid handsomely for that craft. Or should I say get paid quamily for that craft? That's Kwame and Handsome, same thing. Get paid for your craft and get paid at a high level at it. And Roger Goodell, if he has something no one can do, or if he's put his time in through the NFL under a uh, the different commission, Roselle, Taglibu, if you was always on the same, if you learned some things and now it's your turn, get paid because you have put that time in. But how you govern the game, how you govern the game that you've never played, how you govern the game when you allow inconsistencies and punishments, I think you get fined or you, I'm not for somebody losing their job, but I think you heavily get fined. You can heavily be fined. One of the things that made me laugh about Roger Goodell, and I'm not done with Dominic, Dominic Sassou. I'm not done with him. One of the things that made me laugh from Roger Goodell when we was having the lockout, he said he was going to get paid a penny the entire time we was in that lockout. But when the lockout started, he got his back pay from when it was out, and then he got paid moving forward. The wording to a lot of stuff that you say, a lot of people don't pay. This is what bothers me about people, outside people. They don't listen to the words. They don't know when they're being assaulted. They don't know when something is rhetorical or something is a smack in the face to you. Listen to the verbiage of when someone says something and then digest it. And don't just dismiss it, oh, that, that's not true. That's the problem I have with a lot of outside people or maybe I don't even have a problem with the guys who are even doing it because if you can't pick it up in 2014, we about to move into 2015, shame on you. It's not so much what they do. You know they they full of it. But Roger Goodell has not lost a dime since he's been inconsistently punishing, inconsistently commissioning, inconsistent governing the NFL. One thing that never comes to mind without someone outside looking in, one thing that never comes to mind is he works for the owners. The NFL is a foundation. People love to be associated with that. And if he's making the owners money, what do you think will happen to him? It's a commission. It's a commission. These guys are going to take care of him because he brings them money. And depending on who that guy is, the Dominican Sioux, you may only get one game suspension even though you've consistently been a detriment to the league or to yourself. The problem with that is that uh, you want to keep those guys on the field because it brings TV money, it brings rankings, it brings uh, advertisement. Uh, that's the problem with it. Now, Sue has a chance to appeal this, uh, this one-game suspension. I'm not sure it's even worth doing it. And if he does uh, appeal it, you can, you can see, and I watched the tape over and over, did this guy mean to do it because he was backing up. But then he, he almost did a reverse. He backed up enough to step on it. And when someone pushed you from the back and you don't turn around, that means to me you knew exactly what you was doing. You didn't have any plans on retaliating. You had plans on initiating. And Dominic Sue initiated stepping on Aaron Rodgers' foot. Aaron Rodgers pushed him in the back. He didn't even buzz to turn around. To me, that tells me you, you, your intentions were wrong, you were guilty, you knew what you were doing. A one-game suspension in this case is not enough. I don't care if it was Aaron Rodgers. It could have been anybody. It could have been anybody. It could have been the quarterback from the New York Jets. 
but intentionally, and I don't know where NFL guys, I don't know where this come from where we decided we was going to intentionally hurt another player. If a guy beats you, he beats you. The great thing about it is four-plus quarters, counting overtime. It's four-plus quarters. You got a chance to get them back. There's so many plays in a football game. There's like 12 12 to 15 series, and by series, for those who don't know or understand, those are the times you're on the field and the times that the offense is on the field before they have to punt, score, or kick a field goal. So a game usually lasts about 12 series. Anytime a certain offense, one offense is on the field 12 times, you know you're close to the end of the game. The NFL suspended him without pay for one game. It's a non-football act. That's what the terms were, a non-football act. That was an intentional act, doing a football game by a guy who intentionally does this often. So a non-football act, as, as the term go, and here's, here's, here again we go with the verbiage, the words. If you listen to that, you think it's not so much damage, so much damage can be done, so the one-game suspension makes sense. And Dominic Sue was playing in a football game, had intentions, and you know that. And here it go, and this is what I mean by the committee. Roger Cattell, I know you never play football, but you do a great thing. You was a lawyer, a litigator. You was, you was that guy. You come up under um, Paul Tagliabue. You come up under all these guys who was running the NFL before you. So you had to learn some things. As ignorant and dumb as people are, being under somebody with some intelligence, you will learn something. But then you'll go about your way and do it that way. You'll add your piece to the to the uh, puzzle. This was a football game where he intentionally stepped on his foot. And Roger Cadere, you have to put a panel together. And I get to a panels when I talk about 2014 NFL awards, how the panel, panels, I probably won't even mention their name, but I just mentioned the guys who's eligible for these awards, such as MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, all, all that stuff. But Roger Cadere has to put a panel together where guys who actually played in the game, both defense and offense, special teams, and these guys have to come from different positions. Now, a lot of these guys, I know the soul, their soul. I know them. I know them by name. For a fact. It's something about fighting in a struggle, then put in a position where there's air conditioning in your face and where your financial number goes up, where you forget about that struggle. There's something to say about those type of guys. I know them by first and last name. I know them by jersey numbers. It's a lot of those guys. There's still a lot of great guys that's working for the NFL. There's a lot of great guys that's uh, working for the NFL alumni. But it's something to say if you don't have a panel of objective uh, outlook or out intake of what's going on on the football field. I remember Merton Hanks, uh, and I think it was Merton Hanks, um, I, he find me 75. And this guy that I like watching, he was a good guy. He talked to you on the sideline. He's a good guy. He was a rules commissioner. But he used to be on the sideline and used to be a uniform violation guy to see if your uniform was up to the NFL's par. It's kind of like English. Like, if you're not talking to Queen's English, why, why are you talking like that? If you're not talking to Queen's English, why are you talking like that? So, but Merton Hanks, analogy-wise, was a uniform guy. He fixed the uniform, but this is a guy who played. This is a guy who wore a uniform how he wanted to. So if you're not wearing the NFL properly or talking to Queen's English properly, if you're not wearing that NFL uniform properly, you will be fine. 
Now, where you think most of these guys come from? We got swag. It doesn't take away from the uniform. Now, I, I will briefly mention about celebration. I mean, you work hard all year, you should be able to celebrate. But don't celebrate too too much where it's just annoying. Get in the end zone, do your dance, go. go. Hurry up, get on the sideline. You can actually do your dance on the sideline because the cameras follow you everywhere. When the NFL started, it was like two cameras out there. And there's about 200 cameras out there. They see everything going on, even what they don't see or even what it don't, doesn't look like. A la Terra Owens. Excitement for the game, but it looks like an argument. But everybody takes Terrell for what he is and who he is. And say, well, he's still Terrell Owens. He's still doing this craziness. But Merton Hanks, then he gets into the NFL commissioner where he gets to watch a lot of these hits. And I see him finding guys. And I saw it. Wait a minute. This, he used to do this. I understand making a game safer, better. I'm all for that. Have you ever brought these guys in and talked to them? The NFL has made about $24, about $2 billion on fines alone. Easily $24 million just off one or two teams. So make some sense out of that. Now, I ranted about Dominic Sue, Roger Cadell, about this suspension. It's crazy as it is, we all know about it, but when you change the verbiage up, non-football act, it kind of lightened the blow. 888-346-9144. i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a quick break, and I'm going to come back, and we'll wrap that up. Then we're moving to some NFL wars. I do want to talk some college football, Arizona Cardinals, Kwame Lassa Sports Talk. I will be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. On the Voice America Sports Channel, the talk doesn't get any hotter. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
Alrighty, I didn't hear the music, can't hear the music, so I'll just move into the show. Kwame Lassie Sports Talk, welcome back, 888-346-9144. That is the number if you want to call in, you have this segment. And I might be nice and give you the last segment to call in as well. Um, Demery Lachey is not in the studio because he lost a bet and he told me he had something else to do. I do have a few things coming up. You know Arizona will be the place to be not only this month with le- things leading up to the Super Bowl. We do have the Pro Bowl and we also have the Super Bowl here in Arizona in February. There are also, so, there also are some events that will be leading up to that. And I'm not doing any events if it's not a paid event. But I do have some paid events for some of my buddies. I am responsible for getting, not responsible. I, mean, I told someone I would help them out and get them 12 guys, about 12 to 15 guys, to play an event. Pros versus Heroes. It's a charity, a charity flag football game. Although I can't play for a lot of reasons, I will be a coach. Uh, it's $500, and I had a conversation with uh, Darian Barnes, a guy who played eight years in the National Football League, and he agreed with me. It was just a conversation about it's 500 for NFL alumni guys and $1,000 for current players. I said, Darren, don't you have that wrong? He said, well, yeah, I, I know where you're coming from. I hear you. But most people want to see the current players. Well, most current players are not playing for five hundred, a thousand dollars. But I can get some guys with names that more people know than current players. But I am responsible. I'm almost Roger Cadell like responsibly for putting money in and taking money out of people's pocket. I would never take money out of your pocket. But I got twelve of my guys, my closest companions, associates, and friends, if you will. That I'm going to list out for this event. Pros versus Heroes, a charity football game. Don't miss out. Pros versus Heroes. It is a charity flag football game that plays current and former professional athletes, as I mentioned, against police, fire department, EMTs, and armed forces. Service in the efforts to raise awareness and money for notable causes. It is happening this January at the end of the month. Well, we're still in December. So January 31st It's the... It's the third time this event has been in place, uh, and this will take place as Pro Athletes Travels, and that's the name of the company, the website. Pro Athletes will travel to Mesa, Arizona to take on some Mesa Fire Department. This time it's the Mesa Fire Department, January 31st, 5.30 p.m. at Westwood High School. All proceeds from the game benefiting Child Crisis Center in Mesa, Arizona. So, again, there's a lot of things going on leading up to the Super Bowl, but, again, I'm not putting any of my guys in it if it's not for financial means. I know there's a lot of foundations out there, but I was told and taught, actually I was taught, that nonprofit doesn't mean you don't make a profit. You can't get something for nothing, although many people are in my circle do. You can't get something for nothing. You have to be able to be, you, you are still a, a commodity, I tell my, um, my guys, but don't, don't treat yourself like one. Don't treat yourself like one. Let me give you the website to this, www.proversusheroesaz.com. 
Pros versus Hero, www.prosversusheroesaz.com. You go to the website and check it out. Uh, I give a list of the guys. While my guys are in town, all the benefits are going to the chop. I can't say all the benefits because it's not my foundation. But benefits, money is raised to benefit Child Crisis Center. Let me put it that way. Pros versus heroes. They've had, uh, last year was in New Jersey. Uh, Where was it? This year, upcoming game is in Mesa. So I wanted to get that out. But there's also a lot of things um, coming up, not just that uh, down in Raw High in Chandler. There's some things out in Scottsdale. There's a lot of pros versus Joes uh, with uh, coming out downtown, not downtown, but in Raw High down in Chandler. So there's a lot of games being involved. Obviously, there's a lot of golf going on. So that's a great opportunity. Someone told me, Kwame, you should be making sixty to eighty thousand dollars doing a Super Bowl just being showing up. Because when I go to the football games, the Arizona Cardinals football game, and we'll get into that. When I go to the Arizona football football game, they say people love you. I'm like, duh. I'm, I say this in my head, duh. You don't hear a lot of bad things about me, and whatever you hear bad is probably because you said it. But they say the people love you. They they love when you're around. They, they still think you play. It's hard to make money when you when you know where it's, it doesn't benefit you, when you know where it's going and and where it goes. That, them people really don't care as long as you give it to them. That's the disheartening part about it. Um, child crisis center, but there should be a lot of money. So that's why when I say any event leading up to the Super Bowl or any event during the Super Bowl, a lot of these NFL alumni guys who made the league what it is should be making money. And and, and right now, and I can count about $2,000 that I'm responsible for um, getting these guys money because of the four events. Now, it's 500 events, and when I, all actionality, it should be more. I'm talking about a lot more. There's a lot of companies and business that you are very familiar with here in Arizona, and it's happened everywhere except San Diego. When San Diego say, Kwame, I need you to do an event for... that's just what it is. Now, in Arizona, Karma needs you to show up and do an event for $2,500. What most places, companies, business, organizations would do is break that up into five and try to get five guys for $500. And it goes back to some guys that play with you or guys that's close to you. It goes back into... Well, you know that can't be right. You know that's not right. That, they asked for you, and they asked you for a reason. So I get into some more sports, but I do want to put that out there. I keep talking about that as the uh, time nears, but you could definitely go to the website, www.pro versus let – me, let me spell this out for you. P-R-O-S-V-S-H-E-R-O-E-S-A-Z. Dot com pros versus heroes dot com. All right, we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, as time get near. Let me get back into my. Uh, let me go back on my soapbox. Well, I think I was just on it. Um, let's go to some awards. I talk about Dominic Sue and Roger Cadell. How both of them idiots, in my opinion. Um, let's get to some rewards. Uh, NFL awards. Who, in most of your opinions, would be the MVP of the NFL. 
888-346-9144. That's the number if you want to call and you want to voice opinion. And I, I look at a lot of uh, Monday morning quarterbacks, uh, websites and stuff like that. And I said I'm not going to mention the panel. Although most of these guys, I probably respect on this panel. There's a Monday morning quarterback panel. There's a player panel. In the player panel, one, two, I might respect two of those guys. The Monday morning quarterback panel, uh, maybe one of those guys. The ex-NFLers, one, one, maybe two of those guys I respect. Analytical crowd, definitely none of them. The media, definitely none of them. Now, it was 26 voters to pick their top five in six categories. MVP, Offense and Defense Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, Assistant Coach of the Year, Executive of the Year. Oh, man. Aaron Rodgers led, as far as MVP, Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers quarterback, who had his ankle stepped on by Dominic Sue. Led all first-place votes, but had a total of 156 voting points. Now, I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. I think the guy's cold-blooded. I think he does what he does for his team without a whole lot of things as far as a defense. But he had a defense this year. I can I can look at the um, Aaron Rodgers and say, yeah, that's your MVP. But I can also go to Dallas and say DeMarco Murray, running back for the Dallas Cowboys, who only received one vote, total of 27 points is your MVP because Dallas is not in the playoffs I'm telling you this and I know this and if you know more than me then go do your research let history be your teacher Tony Romo is good his numbers are what they are Tony Romo puts up huge numbers in the passing game it comes with a lot of mistakes but he puts up huge numbers in the passing game and at one point he only threw Jason Whitney his tight end now he has a receiver but this, and now he has it all. Also, he has an offensive line. You don't see him scrambling as much. You see Tony Romo standing in the pocket, but not because he has an offensive line, because he's mature as a quarterback. He's he's not so anxious to run out of the pocket, which would be to his left, outside or of a spin move, running to his left, and idiotically sometimes throwing to across his body to the right. Now, Demarco Mary receiving one first place vote, which is crazy, total of twenty seven points. If he doesn't do what he did this year, Dallas is not in the playoffs. Because for so many years, as I said, let history be your teacher. For so many years, if it was left in Tony Romo's hands to get the job done, the job never got done. Crazy enough, a lot of these Dallas Cowboys fans, they're just coming out of the woodworks now. Um, now Dallas is the Americans team, their Americans team again. But when it is left in Tony Romo's hand, the job don't get done. If they didn't have a running game, and I could say for sure DeMarco Murray is the MVP on his Dallas Cowboy team. But when you look across the league and you look at those numbers that he put up, I, he's a running back. He's a running back. He has 11 guys coming for him at all times. Tony Romo doesn't have 11 guys coming for him at all times. 
or that can possibly hit him at a, a, any given time. So, in my opinion, Tony Romo uh, does put up great numbers, does put up a lot of numbers, does put up numbers where, and if you don't like Tony, Tony Romo, you look at Peyton Manning's numbers, Drew Brees' numbers, Tom Brady's numbers, Aaron Rodgers' numbers, and you will find Tony Romo right there with them, if not above some of them. He puts up numbers, but he makes too many mistakes in the process. DeMarco Murray, if he does, if he don't do what he did, doesn't do what he did this year, the Dallas Cowboys are not in the playoffs. So it is crazy for him to get one first place vote. Not because he did what for what his team, but this guy had he has about DeMarco Murray has about fifteen, sixteen hundred yards. So they gunning for him all the time. And when Patrick Peterson and all these guys were doing it, and it was close to that 2,000 mark, when these guys were doing that, it was talking MVP awards. It's kind of, to me, the MVP in the NFL reminds me of the Heisman, Heisman Trophy candidate or the Heisman Trophy award in college. It's an offense, more so a, college, a quarterback's award. Aaron Rodgers leading all first-place votes with 15.5. J.J. Watts, who I could easily give it to, defense end for the Houston, Texas, comes in second with 8.5, 120 total points. Tom Brady has no first-place votes but has 64. That's Tom Brady, your fan favorite. Tony Romo, no first-place votes but 34. He has seven points more than... DeMarco Murray, who allows him to do what he did this year and get that team into the playoffs. Andrew Luck has a first-place vote. What I would say about Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts is none of that gets done. They're, they're, they're as good as Andrew Luck would take them. Although they have T.Y. Hilton, Reggie Wayne, who's still serviceable, but you still have to – he's not Reggie Wayne that we know. But who, who's who they are uh, as time goes on. In the Dallas Cowboys system, you have uh, a situation where they have three, Des Bryant, DeMarco Murray, Tony Romo, and they say that takes away from each other their votes. That takes away from their votes of becoming an MVP. To me, that's the craziest thing you can say. If the numbers are what they are, then you make, in my opinion, DeMarco Murray the lead MVP. Look at the numbers. Look what he did this year. For sure, he's a lead MVP. He's a team MVP, for sure. But don't say somebody's votes taken from away because they got two more guys on their team. J.J. Watts, defensive end for the Houston Texans. Will he be or could he be the MVP of the league if his 9-7 and seven Houston Texas team, who had no offense, who had no offense at all this year. For a good part of the year, J.J. Watts was outscoring his offense. Could he be the lead MVP if he made it to the playoffs? Aaron Rodgers has his Green Bay Packers in the playoffs and may have those guys, depending on what happens with the uh, first round of the playoffs, and may have these guys playing at home in Green Bay. Thank God the Arizona Cardinals don't have to go to Green Bay first game. The Arizona Cardinals are playing the Carolina Panthers on the road. They've always struggled with 
quarterbacks that can move in and out of the pocket, more so out of the pocket. They've always struggled with that. And that comes with discipline. That comes with discipline. But you could debate this any time, any kind and any time you want. If J.J. Watts was a, to get MVP, does his team have to be in the playoffs? Well, that that's that's what you do for the 17 weeks of the NFL football season. No one's said anything about the playoffs because you've already decided who the MVP was going to be. Will it be Aaron Rodgers, who I think if J.J. Watts or DeMarco Murray doesn't get it, Aaron Rodgers has to get it. And it's not hands down. It's not hands down at all. But you got Marshawn Lynch running back, no no first play votes, total of five points. Rob Gronkowski, tight end, coming back from a line of injuries, idiot, uh, 11 total points. Russell Wilson, no first, play point, no first place points, a total of 12 points. And then I mentioned Andrew Luck, Ben Roethlisberger. Um, there's a lot of candidates. That's, that's probably about two or three more candidates that could be up here. But when you look at the numbers in across the board consistency and consistently, I think the DeMarco Murray and J.J. Watts and Aaron Rodgers. And J.J. Watts did this without their first-round draft pick, who was supposed to be a compliment to him, who was always hurt. Imagine if he had another end left or right of him. It would be hands down where they'd probably be in the playoffs. But also, that's your MVP list. And, and, if, and if I had the choice and if I had to pick, and I don't know why I don't, my coach of the year would still be Bruce Aarons and what he did. And I'm getting, when I come back out of break, I, I am going to talk about our Arizona Cardinals. 888-346-9144. Kwame Lodge the Sports Talk. Take a quick break. I'll be right back to finish up the show. flagship station for sports voice america sports do you love sports talk can't get enough sports talk have we got a show for you it's about the nfl training camps super bowl previews a look at the new starting quarterbacks and weekly key injuries we'll take your calls and emails right on the air Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Huh, because I'm happy. Come along, you 
Welcome back. Kwame Lash with the Sports Talk, last segment of the show. Great song selection, Jay. I um, That's the 2015 song. That song was actually number one on the billboards for a long time. That song was actually... You can play that anywhere. If you don't like music, that song. That that for rare. That guy from Virginia. For real. Which is also known as For Real. That was a great song. That was a great song. He's, he's a talented artist. But that is that could be your... 2015 song I might play that At 12 o'clock If I'm up I remember there was a time In New Year's I used to Be asleep I wish I could get back To those times I don't have to see The New Year come in If I'm gonna wake up The next day When I already got a plan To what I'm gonna do Within that New Year's I gotta get back To my discipline I'm so undisciplined Right now It's crazy I gotta get back To my discipline I gotta get back To my planning 2015, I am R.J. Stevens. I am Dr. R.J. Stevens in 2015. So when you see my nose in the air, it's not, I'm not looking up in the sky. I'm just not looking at you. I don't have time for it. I don't have time for it. Dr. R.J. Stevens, you can now recognize me as. You can now reach out to me as. You can now start calling me Dr. Stevens. Kwame Lash is supposed to talk. Great song to play. Don't forget Pros vs. Heroes, January 31st. You can go to the website. I gave you the website. The website is pretty much uh, on your World Wide Web. Pros vs. Heroes, Arizona. And that's AZ. Pros vs. Hero AZ.com. Check it out. Darian Barnes is doing a great job. It is a I'm going to get about 12 of my guys and get them a paid event. I'm going to try to get them more than 500 because that you are a commodity. People still try to take advantage of you. When you know better, you I guess you do better. Uh, I can always forgive. I can always forgive somebody just dumb. I can't forgive stupidity. And I put myself in those same boats too. I don't just I don't just push the boat in the, in, in the ocean and say, get away here, dummies and stupid people. I'm in some of those boats. Uh, but that's just me. Let's, uh, I don't have a lot of time on this second show, so let's get into some... Um, I mean, we talked about Dominic Sue being an idiot, uh, in my opinion. We talked about uh, uh, Roger Goodell being an idiot, in my opinion. I'm trying to figure out his role in the uh, uh, National Football League other than taking care of their owners. If you're feeling like crap, play the happy song. That goes out to my buddy Mark Stevens Romero. Mark Romero, if you're feeling like crap, play the happy song by Pharrell. You're from Virginia. He's from Virginia. Make it work. Oh, man. I didn't get to talk about the December 27th. I think that was a Saturday, Arizona versus Duke. I I briefly talked about it as an opener. Arizona State, Ty Graham, Arizona, Arizona State, beat the Duke University 36-31. I, got, I found myself caught watching this game, and I was getting mad the entire time because Arizona State was just blowing these guys out and they just let Duke right back in the game. And when you think about Duke, you think about basketball. When you think about Kansas, you think about basketball. But most of those people that do that only watch football at the end of the year. It's kind of how I do basketball, NBA basketball. Most people that do that only watch football. You think about these basketball schools with football programs. Well, Duke's been playing pretty good football. 
for the past two or three years. Uh, and, and watch the re it's Ivy League school, if I'm not mistaken. Watch how these guys consistently get better and better. They had a good, they had a good game, a good ACC game, uh, ACC championship game last year against Florida State. Obviously, it was outmatched because of the talent, but it's not for a lack of talent that Duke didn't have. It's the consistent talent that Arizona, that, I'm sorry, that Florida State had. So Arizona State plays Duke this year in the bowl game, and that was the uh, Sun Bowl out in El Paso, Texas. So they win that game, 36-31. They have a top receiver uh, that that's at their program, who's probably going to leave. He's a junior. He's probably going to leave. If you're looking for him to come back to your university, there's a press conference. There's a press conference. May, um, if not today, uh, at some point, there's a press conference as far as the uh, his returning and um, or his uh, leaving. Your junior. Uh, strong. If you can't do any more for the university, then why are you still there? Jalen Strong, number twenty-one, was the all do-it-all wide receiver for the Arizona State Sun Devils. He's eligible to go to the NFL. He's six-four, two hundred and five. Uh, he's a top-five pick, in my opinion. You can look at uh, Amari Cooper over in Alabama. You can look at uh, who's another Jameson Crowder. There's a there's quite a few guys that come can come out and go straight to the league. Arizona State. Let me stay with Arizona State. Pac-12 team, uh, Arizona hometown college collegiate team. Along with U of A, who U of A plays Wednesday against Boise State. I was out last night, and all I saw was Boise State. I mean, we see U of A guys all the time, but I just saw Boise State. They come in packs, and a lot of if you don't know, a lot of these bowl games are predicated on how well your fans travel, not how, not so much how good your team is. Notre Dame It's how well your fans travel. Arizona State beats Duke. Uh, it was a great win. Duke is able to come back. They probably held it and actually took the lead. They had a punt return, then they had a touchdown. They actually took a lead on that punt return. But they only held that lead for 51 seconds. I don't like when teams fall asleep. I don't like when teams fall asleep, fall asleep, Arizona State. You was at one point ranked in, under, in the top 10, and I believe you got to six. And all that happened when you beat Stanford. You got up for that game. You beat Stanford. All that happened when you, you beat Notre Dame. You got up for this game. And albeit that these games were played at, at home, the Sun Devil Stadium. But so what? You won these games. And these were tough competitors uh, when I went to these games. I went to both of those games. But then you go to Washington State and lose? You lose focus and go to Washington State. Who do I blame that on? Who's to blame for that? I'm not looking to blame it on anyone, but who's to blame for that? The seniors on that team or the head coach? Head coach has done a great job since he's been there. First season, eight eight games. You win eight games in the Pac-12, your first season. A year after that, you win 10 games. This year, you win 10 games. Back-to-back -back 10 games. You haven't seen that in Arizona in some time now for the universe. And remember, at one point, here's the crazy part. At one point, they were 91. U of A was 91. ASU was 91. The Arizona Cardinals 91. The only team that didn't fall asleep was the U of A Wildcats, who plays Boise State on Wednesday. 
I believe that to be New Year's Eve. That's tomorrow. Oh, I will be at that game, by the way. But Arizona State is building a program. Hopefully the coach stays there because I know these two coaches, Star Graham and uh, Rich Rodriguez, they like to leave programs. They like to something better. But what could be better than Arizona? I had this conversation with the guys I know all the time. What could be better than Arizona? If you build, you build the right program, you bring the right people in, if you keep the in-state high school guys in the state, you have a lifelong success of winning. I mean, you got to go elsewhere to get some skilled guys and, and where, whatever you can outside, be it snatch them from those states. But you're building a program here in both these states. I'd rather see U of A and ASU fight for in-state guys. That makes it more competitive to me. I, I would love to see stuff like that. ASU wins the game over Duke. Um, Jalen Strong, their number one receiver, will be a top ten pick. It's also predicated on how he works out after he admits that he's going pro. It would be great to see a kid come back like Jalen Strong to help ASU do more in the Pac-12. But I don't know how beneficial that would be for him. I have no idea how beneficial that would be for Jalen Strong. Uh, that's that's a lot of other bowl games. It's a junior eligible for the NFL, six four guy, two hundred five pounds, um, great hands, great great ability. Um, I, I watched this guy make some catches in that game in that Duke game. I was like, wow, yeah, he's ready. And that's me outside looking in. I've never worked him out, never been around him per se, except except for being at the stadiums. There's quite a few more games going on, but let's let me quickly move to. I wanted to talk about some uh, some other Arizona Cardinals. Real quickly before I get off this air, I cannot believe how much time I have left, Jay. Four and a half minutes is good. That's plenty of time. Four and a half minutes. I'm talking about the Arizona Cardinals again. I did mention U of A, ASU, and Arizona Cardinals at one point was nine and one. Arizona Cardinals, our professional home team, controlled five weeks ago, could have controlled their entire destiny before getting into the playoffs, and that was beating. They had control of that twice, might I add. That was beating the Seattle Seahawks, a team that started slow and a team that's a professional team or the world champions as of right now, defending world champions as of right now, Peaking to look like the team they were last year. And, and now you can see how easy it was for the Seattle Seahawks to get rid of Percy Harvin, one of their most dynamic, dynamic receivers. But he did nothing to get them to the Super Bowl because that's probably when the only time he did play. And everything he does is a reverse. So Arizona Cardinals, 91 team, control their own destiny. They didn't get it done. So now, how does a fourth-string quarterback stay in the league? You cut a guy before the season even started. You cut him in preseason. You cut him before the season even started. He goes to Ryan Lindley, goes to the San Diego Chargers, was on their practice squad. That, to me, has to be the only position where that is possible. That has to be the only position where that is possible, a four-string quarterback, and you refuse. Now, I understand not having a good practice, uh, Logan Thomas the third-string quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, drafted in the fourth round out of Virginia Tech. If you don't have a good practice, I'd rather give myself a best chance to win. But I wish the powers that be or the people that say, stop saying 
Drew Stanton is coming back. If it came down to me between Ryan Lindley and Drew Stanton, Drew Stanton hadn't played in two weeks, and if he does come back, he's going to have a knee brace on or a knee sleeve, and the time is going to be off, and Ryan Lindley has better timing right now with this team, although he is not the better quarterback. Give yourself the greatest chance to go into Carolina. Sad to say that you have to travel to Carolina and win that football game. But I will say this. I need you to put up 14 points, Ryan Lindley, and the Arizona Cardinals. 14 points, 17 points, I would be ecstatic. I'm going to have on all my Arizona gear, which means you guys should win because I'm going to be suited. You put up 14 points, you can win. And although those 14 points, defensively, who has been slacking the past three games, you have to get back into form. Now, they're going to get their linebacker back uh, in foot. They're going to get him back. And he's more of an inspirational guy. Not more of. He's an inspirational guy. But he's going to touch those guys and say, look, we're going to get back to our defense of who we were and how we got to this point. Because defensively is how they got to this point or got in the playoffs. And it would have been great to see the Arizona Cardinals do something in history for the first time with such a great season going on. And that would have been getting 12 wins. Arizona Cardinals 11-5. This is progress. They were 10-6 last year. Didn't get in the playoffs. So you could kind of say, now they're a wild card. I like the progression that Bruce Arians is going with this team. But if the next man up is their mantra, then Ryan Leonard, you need to step up. There's only so much that defense can do for so long of a time before that bend and don't break the nonsense goes into the trash. Ryan Leonard, you have to step up. I need 14 points, 17 possibly uh, defense. you got to get back in form. Todd Bowles, who probably won't be with the Arizona Cardinals next year because he's highly recruited, although he cannot talk to anyone right now because they're preparing for a playoff game. But there's teams like the San Francisco 49ers, the Chicago Bears, the New York Jets, possibly even the Detroit Lions. Todd Bowles goes, I don't know if you could pay him enough to stay a defensive coordinator. He is highly taunted. He will have interviews. Uh, depending on how he feels with those interviews is is also, whether the Arizona Cardinals will have him back. They did get him a raise this year, outstandingly, of they doing the right things. Tabos, get your team, get your unit together. You have a Pro Bowl over there, and Patrick Peters, who made the Pro Bowl, which I don't think he should have made the Pro Bowl, uh, the way he got scorched up this year. Jason, Justin Bethel, uh, congratulates to Calais Campbell, who made the, his first Pro Bowl. Um, but you have everything you need over there. Get ready for this game. Go back into form, the Arizona Cardinals defense. Go back into form. Now, that was a great show. Unfortunately, I have to get out of here. Tomorrow I'm taking off. And I don't know if I will see you on New Year's Day. So I, everyone have a happy New Year. Happy New Year's Eve. Be safe. Happy New Year's. Coming to 2015 with a different mindset. Um, and I will see you on the 2nd, I believe so. Kwame Lassie Sports Talk. Appreciate the year, the time, the listening. Everybody back here, the engineers in the studio who helped out with a great show great year i will talk to you in 2015for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.